solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum, bum, ba, bum, 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 bum. Chapter 22 After the Burial. Welcome to another episode. I'm Molly. I'm also Molly. And this is Potter Watch with Alex and Molly. Yes. Weird how that worked out. So strange. I just felt like being you today. Also, I hadn't uh, changed it up in a while, and you've been kind of stealing my uh, my thunder. So stealing the bits. Stealing the bits. Um. Well, we're doing. We're reading and talking about chapter twenty-two after the burial. Um. Any thoughts? Any thoughts on that? I think it's kind of a boring, a boring title. It's Did kind you... of ominous. Like, yeah. Oh, it? yeah. Who died? That's true. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> <laughs> what did you rename it? I renamed it with a little help from Felix. Oh, that's a good one. We get by with a little help from Felix. Exactly. <laughs> I was trying to make it work a little bit better, but I just left it. No, it's good. It's good. It's good. I like it. What about you? My rename is Chekhov's Potion. Ooh. Because we've kind of been like entering at the liquid luck. It's been kind of sitting there in our back pocket. What are we going to do? And then we have a fake out with it. And then we finally use it for the perfect thing. To kill someone. No. No, no, that didn't happen. No, that, that, uh, no acromantulas were harmed in the use of drinking the liquid luck. But one did die. Not, not because of the liquid luck though. Yeah, for sure. Although it's good that we get the note about it before he drinks it because then that, that potion, it does a lot of things. I know, I love it. I can't wait to talk about it. Me too. Um, what do you want to sum up? Do you want me to sum up? Uh, why don't I sum up first? Cause my, uh, haiku is bad. Oh, uh, bad. Oh, bad. 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 Happening at Oz. <laughs> Happening at Hogwarts. Oh my goodness. Yes. The musical. Who needs some wicked right now? I don't know me. Everyone. We all do. Like, probably my least favorite song from the musical, but. Oh, you don't think that song is popular? Uh, I think it's kind of bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to do the same same joke. Well, I, I think it might defy gravity. All right, I'm done. It's over. I'm finished. My haiku is apparition test. Is your haiku something good? No, it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> um apparition test we're grieving poor aragog memory retrieved check <laughs> down to the point <laughs> um aragog no more woof see what felix has in store <gasps> must get to slug's core um Yes, that's very good, Molly. 
That one was really good. The impress. Quite the chore. Wow. Now you're just uh, now you're just rubbing it in. Um, I've got you down on the floor. Uh, guess what? Some plants have spores. Repeat. Repeat that wicked. You know what? It's fine. <laughs> Should we have some wine? Is it hot in here? <laughs> Is it hot? Oh, well, I have this note probably later, but I'm just going to say it now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love this chapter, but even more, I love how they do this in the movie. So drink for choosing movie over. <laughs> drink some water. Drink some water for that. No, I definitely think um, uh, this is something that is much, um, is it's just visual. So it's it, they're able to do it a lot better in the movie. However, I do think She Who Must Not Be Named does a good job of using like the writing to make it give the same energy as what the the movie achieves where it feels like Harry's drugged almost yeah I don't mean that it was like bad in the book I just think that I really like the movies me too I mean the pincers am I right you know what I mean guys um Shall we dive into the pensieve? Indeed. My first note is to Ron. Ooh, dear Ron. <laughs> A fucking coward. Like, get it together. My first note is also to Ron. It says, bite the bullet, bud. Just break up with her. So what Ron is doing in this chapter, he is hiding behind Hermione of all people, which is maybe not the best move on his part, when he thinks Lavender's coming around the corner because he doesn't want to face her to break up with her. I had to go back and double check if they had already broken up because I was like, oh, does he just not want to see her because he broke up with her? But no, that doesn't happen yet. I had to go back and check that this wasn't the last chapter we read because it starts out the same way with Ron being a coward and not breaking up with Lav Lav. Lab Lab deserves better. Uh, truly. Pavardi, get your girl in order. I don't know if that's her responsibility. I just meant that, like, I ship Pavardi and Lavender. Oh. So, like, tell, let her know that there's, there's, there's better things around the corner, babe. I mean, honestly, Lavender should break up with him because he's, he's garbage. Not, he's, but... Yeah, he's being a garbage human. Okay. I'm back to my poor Hagrid, but he really should not be telling them to get in trouble and to leave the school, especially Harry. Like, it's not even about getting in trouble at this point. It's literally for- It's like the safety. (laughs) Hagrid. It's next level. And because it's like Aragog, like- It's a spider. It's not like your brother died. Like, if Grop, yeah. If Grop died, that's different. I do think, like, Harry's being a really good friend for wanting to go. Like, he actually feels really bad about not being able to go. Harry is a good friend. But, like, Hagrid shouldn't have put them in that position. Exactly, yeah. Um, It's just, 
how many teary-eyed notes have we gotten from Hagrid at this point? A lot. A lot. And they always lead to trouble. Truthfully. They do. Although this time, maybe not. This time it was a good omen. But still. Um... Um, appreciation for this line from Ron. That's it. You've got to get lucky. And that's what Harry thinks. Yes, I do want to get lucky with your sister. Woof. <laughs> but that's exactly, I was like, JK, you had to know. <laughs> right? I do love that this is like what he wants and it does like work. Jenny and Dean break up. I know. Um, we're not quite to that bit yet, but well, the, I'm at the part where Harry's like, "Oh, I was kind of saving it." Yeah, and he doesn't say, but he's thinking because I want Jenny and uh, Dean to break. But up. how how is he thinking that that's gonna manifest? That's my question. Like, if he drinks it, like. If he drinks it one day to get them to break up, what is he going to do? Just tell, was he just going to confess his love to Jenny? And then she would hopefully be like, you know what? I'm really to risk it all and break up with Dean for you. Like that doesn't seem like something Harry would do. This is what he says. <clears throat> um, had the little golden bottle had hovered on the edges of his imagination for some time vague and unformulated plans that involved Ginny splitting up with Dean and Ron somehow being happy to see her with a new boyfriend had been fermenting in the depths of his brain unacknowledged except during dreams or the twilight time between sleeping and waking. That is a poem, Harry. Look, he's very romantic about Ginny, okay? He's got feelings. Finally. (laughs) (laughs) Truly. Oh, poor Harry. Um, so it's disgusting what Finnier does to children. Yeah, that goes without saying, but baseline and then like this story on top of it. Is that what you're saying? Yes. It just, I, I like baseline, he attacks children to turn them into werewolves. Yes. And then, and then on top of that, this is, it makes me so sad. Like, I think it, it really is necessary to show, um, again, like we've been talking about this whole book, like the wartime, like what it actually looks like, like we're not playing around here, but. Well, do you want to say what happened? Well, they found, so they got, they, the trio, golden trio, got a newspaper, the Daily Prophet, and it basically told them that um, a fellow student of theirs, brother, had been taken um, by Finnier, Greyback, a five-year-old, and killed, be, and ultimately killed because their mom refused to go to Voldemort's side. 
yeah like attacked so viciously like he wasn't even able to like recover and become a werewolf right and i i just anytime story i mean like this is a sad story on its own but anytime i we i hear we hear stories like this from a book about finir it always makes me think about poor sad baby lupin who was also like seven yeah Um, and this is what Tonks was reacting to when we saw her last chapter, right? Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Because um, she was, like, looking for... Because I think she was worried that, like, maybe Lupa was somehow involved, I guess. Right. I don't... I don't... Maybe. Well, I think she just heard werewolf attack. And yeah. was, like... And got nervous. Yeah. And because I'm sure she hasn't heard from Lupin. Right. If he's still underground and stuff. Oh, everything's so sad at this part of the book. Yeah. I just am so emotional. And but overall this chapter has like a lot of levity, which I think is good to pair right. like this. But I also really like in this moment how Hermione uses this to pep up Harry. She's like, You have the ability to stop this. And I think she's not even guilty of him. She's just like this is your motivation right now. Like, yeah, she's, so she's, um, yeah, I like that you say she's not guilting him because I think it could be read that way, but I think it's more like a call to action. Yeah. She's like, yeah, she's like, look, Harry, like, I get that this, you know, she doesn't say this, but I get that this Malfoy thing is important to you, but like, this is what's happening outside of this castle that is bigger than that and bigger than you and I and this is what Dumbledore has asked of you so we really need to focus on it now even though the Malfoy thing is also equally important as we find out later but yeah but like big picture yeah or like something that you have control over like you have no control over whatever Malfoy is doing right exactly like he doesn't have a plan to stop Malfoy right now he doesn't even know what Malfoy is doing this is something active that Harry could be doing I think that's exactly right. I'm confused on why they're having the apparition test like during class time. Like why wouldn't they just have it on a Saturday? I don't know. I wonder if it's because it's like during the school day, if it's something, I, yeah, I don't know. I like the AP exams, but sometimes yeah. they have those on weekends too, right? I guess it's just like, it's probably so few students cause it's like only, yeah. Like, it's like not that big of a deal, but I was like, that's kind of weird that I think it's funny that the potions class was just Draco, Ernie, and Harry. It just I had a class in high school that only had five people in it. And it was so weird. It was like AP Euro, because like nobody wanted to take AP Euro. You only had five people in your AP Euro class? Maybe six. I think like one person like never came or something. I don't know. Wow. And our teacher was like awesome. So it was like, it was actually very fun. Cause like the people I knew obviously, and like mm -hmm. it ended up being fun, but like she has all these like activities to do with like a whole class. And so she had to like completely like change her. That's sad for her. I know. Like we had to, this is a, a small tangent, but we like had to do this game for the bubonic plague where you're supposed to like shake hands with somebody and mm -hmm. like you could get the, the plague. <laughs> wow. Topical. Uh, topical. Topical. Um, but like we just did it with the five of us. <laughs> so 
to one person. Everyone got the plague. Well, that was kind of the lesson. That's really funny. No one was wearing a mask. So. Wear your masks, people. Wash your hands. <laughs> I like the idea of bowing from now on instead of shaking hands. Like, a, just a nice little, like... Like a... Yeah. I'm down. Yeah. Anyway. Even over Zoom, you can bow. Anyway, I just... I'm a proponent of, like, a tiny class. Like, I think it's kind of fun. If, if it's, like, cool. <laughs> yes. If... Yeah, but... This class is not cool. If it was like a math class, that would be my nightmare. Cause then you're like responsible for answering like all of the questions. I could never be in a math class that small. Like my... history, I'm like, that's chill. Like I can study like for a history yeah. class. Yeah, nah. Like, I can participate in that kind of class. Nah, nah, nah with the math situation. Not here for that journey. Anyway. Um, anyway, anywho, um, speaking of Ernie, Ernie, my boy, love it. you suck up. <laughs> That's a fantastic idea, professor. I would love to do a fun project. Like, <laughs> I love that he shows back up for this. Like, we haven't really heard from Ernie. Kind of quiet, and I love that he tries to create his own potion. Yes, which is honestly kind of a good very idea. Very cool, Ernie. If it had worked. Also, Malfoy really phoned it in. Mm-hmm. For sure. I mean, can you imagine for the fandom, as in your fandom, if it had just been Draco and Harry in that class? I was thinking about that. I was really thinking about what it would have been like for like there would have been just would come out of that way so many fan fictions like ready made for that situation. I'm sure some already have just based on like just the three of them, but and then hair like it's it almost reads like a fan fiction. Harry peeking over his textbook to look at what Draco's doing. I mean, come on. Come on. I'm worried about him. Truly. I mean, that was the subtext. It was. It was. His plan isn't working. But mine is. (laughs) Get Draco to love me. We filled in the blanks. We know what was it was really about. What was I mean, really so Harry does the Euphoria potion. Yeah. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out what? The TV show. Yes. <laughs> uh, congrats, Zendaya. <laughs> um, but this should have been his plan the first time, like brew a potion and then try and get Slughorn to like taste it and then do this like oh maybe now you'll be in a good mood to tell me this thing like this is actually like kind of a good plan but it's too late (laughs) too late now because you really botched it the first time Harry yeah like I'm just gonna wing it but he um I think it was clever to do really well in the potion yeah Because even here, Slughorn brings up, like, 
maybe you have natural talent from Lily. Right. We're setting, we're laying the groundwork down for the rest of the right. chapter. Um, poor Ron, he can't have anything. However, Hermione is being so nice to him. I know, she knows. She's being so nice to him. Like when he, she's like, oh, I think it was rubbish for them not to give you the point for half an eyebrow. And she's like really talking down the apparition instructor. I just think she is, she's playing the game. If, I mean, this is going to be a dumb thing to say. Like if Dumbledore hadn't died, a lot of things would have changed. But I do think that they would have started dating at the end of sixth year. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah. And obviously it just doesn't make sense to be like dating on the road. <laughs> but um, I definitely think if they had gone back to Hogwarts and like obviously Dumbledore hadn't died, they would have started dating at the end of this book. Well, they kind of, yeah, because they just keep walking around each other in seven because they yeah. clearly have all those unresolved feelings and both of them know now. And it's yeah. just... Ooh, 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 ooh. Um, is it also just like canon that Ron and Harry never take their apparition test, like ever? <laughs> because they obviously don't do it in the summer. And right. Yeah. Well, it's sort of like I think the canon about they them never going back to school. Yeah. Like. And then that kind of just made me raise a question, like. How does this whole apparition test work? Like, how do they know when people are apparating outside of, like, having a license or whatever? I think it's a similar thing with, like, your driver li driver's license, right? So um, if you were to splinch, yeah, like, if you were to splinch yourself or you were to, like, apparate into, like, a muggle area or something and they saw, like, the consequences would be worse. Yeah, you'd probably get, like, a fine or something. Fine, Yeah. Um, what would you do with your liquid luck if you had we've talked about this before have we I don't I don't remember but I can say I mean I think I would say what Slughorn would do said. like just like a rando like day and just see what happens like I probably wouldn't do it with any intention in mind like I would just want to like have a a rad day that's sweet what about you? Do you have an intention for it? Oh, for sure. Oh, <laughs> like an audition? Or I would, yeah, I would take it before an audition. Honestly, because auditions can be like an hour, I probably use one bottle for like every, like every audition for the next couple. For sure. Well, you probably only need the one and then you could just do something else with it, but yeah well if it's like a callback or like other auditions look you've thought about it I've thought about it <laughs> um yeah I don't and do I feel guilty about it no well um, yeah I don't know if that's uh, against the, the rules it's not quidditch I'm not using it on the day of the shoot. I'm gonna use my talent. Right. 
This is just so I don't blow my audition. Yeah, it would be like trying, like buying a lottery ticket while using it. That's kind of how I would equate it. Oh, yikes. That is kind of bad. It is a little dicey. Oh, well, I'd still do it. (laughs) I also think theater and like film especially is so much about like people you know and things like that. So maybe I would just use it to be like, in the right place at the right time, just to like get an audition I wanted. Maybe not even to like use it for the actual audition, but like maybe I find out there's an open call for, I don't know, the next Fantastic Beasts movie and they're looking for someone who's just like me or something like that. I kind of feel like in a cool way, Felix Felicis ties in really well with the fate-based universe like it kind of definitely whatever's meant to be will happen if you take it but like it'll just maybe not be in the way you expected well Um, right like the felix felices can't make jenny like harry right but it can make harry accidentally bump into jenny and her blame it on dean because her and dean had already had that conversation before right like that didn't come from nowhere. It's just aligning circumstances. Right. Which is, I think, what's so cool about the potion. Yeah. It's not, yeah, it's not creating anything out of thin air. It's just using- like, I don't think you could use Felix Felicis to like, Felicis, sorry, to like make your crush say yes to a date with you or something like that. Unless they were, unless they already liked you. Right. It's not a love potion. Right. Um, I do love that this like placebo effect on Ron. Ron's like, this is what it feels like. <laughs> and he's like, not wrong. <laughs> he knew. Good for Ron with that, with that imagination. Oh, imagination. It- Imagination. Oh, sorry to interrupt. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, this is also where they mention that he only uses part of it. Um, mm-hmm. I know we had talked about that earlier in the book. Yes. Um, which it feels like the whole night is longer than like two hours. It definitely feels like that. Like that the... That, like their whole getting drunk montage feels like that lasts way longer than two hours. That's at least two hours on its own. Right. For sure. I got I... a mistake in the book. <gasps> Please There's share. This like line where it says, um, and after checking carefully that Neville, Dean, and Seamus were all in the common room. He sneaked up to the boys' dormitory, but we know in like half a page that Dean and Ginny are about to come through the door. How how did that happen? Yikes. I'm just saying. I mean, you're correct. Spotted it. Take that. Oh, this is just my note about I love how the movie does this whole stuff. Yeah, but I do think, um, like we were talking about earlier, it do- the book does do a good job of setting up this whole, like, drunken, or, like, not drunk, it's more, like, high 
experience that Harry has on it. Like the unabashedly like, hiya, professor. How are you doing today? Yeah. Ooh, I feel like I should go to Hagrid's. And then his like. Excellent. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I'm not um, experienced enough with drugs, but I feel like it's some sort of like LSD type of um, like, not like pot or something like something that has a little bit more kick to it. Yeah. It's definitely not something that makes you like chill. Right. (laughs) No chill. Cocaine. It's, what did you say? Cocaine? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> That's like from something. I don't know what I'm quoting, but I know that some movie or TV shows like some cocaine. <laughs> or like that. Oh my gosh. Um I think that Slughorn is an insane character here. With all of his little money-making schemes. I love it. I have a lot of cues here, Slug. Do do you care? Because sometimes it it seemed like, like, I have to go change my tie. And I was like, that's sweet. But then I was like, Sluggy Horn, you're like stealing from Hagrid. But then you make a great speech. I think it's all all of the above. I mean, I don't think he like cares. Like, obviously, he doesn't know Aragog. He barely right. knows Hagrid, but I think he's always down for a party, whether that's it's true. bad or not. Like, he's like, oh, I'll get some wine. We'll celebrate this life. Um, I'm down. Like, I think he yeah. doesn't need Felix Felices. He goes where the party is. That's a hundred percent true he's following the party that makes so much sense I mean he like his main motive is to get the stuff which again that's like whatever like I think it's kind of a fun character thing about him and that's set up early on when we first meet him like he's oh yeah and then he's like (laughs) he's like oh Hagrid is that unicorn hair there do you know how much that's worth and then he's just like looking around, it's like, stop stealing from Hagrid, Slughorn. I will say, like, his method in comparison to like Mung Dungus, for example, like, Slughorn's death yes. was like a victimless crime. Like, nothing was going to be used for that, like, tactile venom. Yes. Unicorn hair, it's like, yes, it is Hagrid's, but Hagrid's like, yeah, I find it all the time. Like, Mm-hmm. and Hagrid would never like sell any of this stuff so it's not like Hagrid's like oh well I would have gotten money for it like right I don't I don't really think it's that bad it's just yeah. it's funny it's just because Especially- he's using like this yeah. yes 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 I would say it's just worse with the Aragog thing because we're like at the funeral right that would be like if your friend's dog died and you showed up and we're like Hmm, could get a lot of money for this dog's fur. Yeah, for sure. Like, it's a really bad look, but it's also, like, you have to also step out of it to be, like, we're, let's just not forget where we're at, that, like, this is Hagrid's, like, quasi-pet spider that is, like, murdering people or would be murdering people. Yes. Um, So... (laughs) 
I I like to take Ron's opinion on the situation, which is that like when Hermione's like, it'd be different if we had to go to save Aragog. And Ron's like, I would want to go even less. That spider and its family tried to kill me. So I am celebrating the death. Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the movie scene is so funny. Like I couldn't, I couldn't help but picture it yeah. the whole chapter. And the image of this giant Hagrid and then like Slughorn, who's not like a tiny person, but he's like so little compared and stout. <laughs> Sad. Okay. Please for me, picture Hagrid showing up at, um, at... To get Aragog? Yes. And having to lift Aragog, humongous Aragog, out of there. And the kids are trying to eat him. I'm assuming he's honestly, like, dragging um, Aragog. Ooh. I don't, I don't know if he's using the umbrella. I feel like he wouldn't ever use a spell against one of these creatures. I just didn't. I was, like, having trouble picturing how it went down. I think he's, like, literally throwing off spiders, like, just trampsing through, like, dragging Aragog behind him. Wow. That's what I'm picturing. Well, they were mad because they wouldn't let, Hagrid wouldn't let them eat their mummy. So. I did have a couple. I forgot I had some notes before we got to the. Oh, sorry. No, I just didn't read them. Um, one with the whole Dean and Ginny and then Lavender and Ron thing. I just said, I love it when a plan comes together. Same, same. And then I was like, oh my God, it must be so incredibly awkward in the girls' dormitory between Hermione and Lavender. I think, but I don't think Hermione talked to them anyway. She's definitely, I hang out into the common room and then I go in there and I go immediately to sleep. It, it actually makes me kind of sad. She has no female friends in her year. They probably talk about her. You know, can you imagine having to like share a room with somebody that like is staring daggers and like wants you dead? And then like, I'm sure Parv is taking um, Lav's lab side. And then that's it, right? Like, yeah. imagine the only three people that you live with, two people that you live with being best friends without even this Ron thing. Like, that sucks. Yeah. For Hermione. It's always been like that with her. Yeah. Um, and then my other note, well, I already said, I think it's cool how the potion works. Um, like, how it just kind of like, oh, this feels right. And I said that, it's perfect for Harry because he's like so in tune with his instinct. So he's like, my instinct and I'm going. For I'm it. going for it. I'm not going to question it. Like I. And I, Ron and Hermione are like, what? I was wondering how if I like took the potion and I was like, I have a good feeling about this. Like, would I act on it like Harry is? I don't know. I think it's like the drug part of it. Like it eliminates inhibitions because he also is he also emotionlessly delivers this stuff about his parents dying later and so it like affects your yeah it, well, i it, have a different take on that but okay um but now i'm at like the spider oh my other question about the spiders was do the other spiders talk like aragog 
I think they have to. They're all acromandulas. But what or, if you met them, they didn't. Yeah, but maybe they just didn't want to. Yeah. I also wonder if, like, Aragog is, like, more elevated. Or I don't know if Aragog, like, breeded. I guess that doesn't make sense, but, like, with another regular spider. Yeah, I did think about that, too. Because, like, where was, or was there another Acromandula in the Forbidden Forest already? Well, Hagrid did say he got him the wife but I do think maybe it was just a different like giant spider yeah okay I feel good about that (laughs) you feel good about it that response that answer um the way Hagrid is so oblivious about Aragog and he's like, can you believe it? They were only not killing me on Aragog's orders? Hagrid. Hagrid, buddy. Also, maybe they were talking, because how did, what else would he have done? Yeah. So, okay, yeah. we're back to square two. I think they can talk. They just probably don't want to, because they don't care about... In general, the way Hagrid is about his pets and like the cluelessness of it it reminds me in my my field of work in media oh yes <laughs> started doing these cases they're called like dog bite cases um oh, no but it's like cases where like either you know a dog was off the leash and like somebody like reported it to the county or like the dog bit somebody and like these are the most intense and passionate cases ever because I'm sure it's about someone's pet more than custody cases which we do it's like do not fuck with my pet I don't care that it bit you you will not like there's nothing wrong with my dog it was obviously your fault well it's hard I think with those two because if it's like a custody case no one's dying right but with a dog bite case, a lot of the times it can result in sure. the putting down of a dog, which. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know how and you know how people are with, you know, animals dying in general. But when it's your pet, like I can feel that I can oh, see yeah. why. It's just like why it, I just feel like it's a bunch of Hagrids that are like, <laughs> yeah, right? serious about their pets which again it's like fine but it's like just no um self-awareness kind of of like what else is happening right the the overall situation where it's like yes I understand you love your dog but and (laughs) they bit someone pet was killed because of your dog oof a cat a cat was um I do you want to talk about how, uh, what your interpretation of Harry's um, conversation about his parents? Because I think that's around where I was. Oh, no, I wasn't. Just kidding. I love any time we get Jim Dale singing. <laughs> also, this drunken party is so funny. Like, I can picture it perfectly. Them, like, singing those old songs. 
And who to the hero they bore him back home to the place that he'd known as a lad, sang Slughorn plaintively. They laid him to rest with his hat inside out and his wand snapped in two, which was sad. Oh, like, this all is all I want is to get drunk with Hogwarts professors. All Same. I want. Imagine getting drunk with Minerva McGonagall. Just imagine. They kind of show that in the third one, I feel like a little bit when they're talking about like serious and stuff. Yes. Like and I'm like, this is obviously very serious, but I just want to sit and Spelled with an eye. Like memories. <laughs> yes. Um, it was a big old yikes about the testing the wine on house elves. Yep. Um, and He's taking a more apparent step towards student safety than Big D is, to your point, from a couple chapters ago. <laughs> yep. Not in the way that he should be, but... Uh, Not in the way we wanted, but uh, baby steps, I suppose. Uh, luckily, no house elves were harmed in the testing of wine. But also, they must be getting tanked because yes, all winky with the butter beer. <laughs> Yeah, they, those house elves are having a good time. The next time we see Dobby, he's like, I was just at Slug Club. <laughs> I wish Dobby was a permanent member of Slug Club. That would be amazing. That's what they call it when, when Hagrid tests their wine out on him. They call it going to Slug Club. For sure. Um, okay, so yeah, now I'm at my note about the parents thing so well what I was like he's definitely going like right for the jugular with Slughorn like talking about yes. well do you want to hear about how they died like this is like what happened mm -hmm. and I he's definitely like doing it for a purpose but I also think that and maybe it's partly like the way Jim Dale is like reading it mm -hmm. but I kind of take it as like this is a little cathartic for Harry because he doesn't really get to talk about it much and like he's kind of like saying it yes a little like not tongue-in-cheek but he's kind of saying it flippantly like for Slughorn but I think he's also like like living that like he's like in in Jim Dale's reading he's like kind of choked up when he's saying it but I found out pretty much what happened since my dad died first did you know that I I didn't said Slughorn in a hushed voice yeah Voldemort murdered him and then stepped over his body toward my mum, said Harry. Slughorn gave a great shudder, but he did not seem able to tear his horrified gaze away from Harry's face. He told her to get out of the way, said Harry remorselessly. He told me she needn't have died. He only wanted me. She could have run. Um, yeah, no, and I, I don't... I didn't mean when I said earlier, like, emotionless was probably the wrong word. But Harry, I don't think, would have said the story like this without the Felix Felicitas. True. But I also think the Felix is, like, also doing some healing for Harry. Yes, I think that's a really good point. Like, he needs to say this out loud and talk about it. Yeah. Because even with, like, Lupin in the third one, like, they talk around it. But I feel like yeah. he doesn't really say it. That's such a great 
that's a great point that the like the feel like oh wow I have never thought about it like that before that like, this I was... feel like it was like the first time he really said it out loud yeah like, he said comments like oh well at least you don't hear your parents dying like kind of like that but it's not like, really like dealing with it right and and it's also fresh really not like fresh rest but like he finds out that his parents were brutally murdered in when he's 11. Like he thought something else is the rest of his life. So he really has to re-grieve this whole situation. Yeah. And then like literally hearing their last words. I yeah. Mean, that's just, that's trauma you don't get over really. Correct. Um, and if this one moment helps him, thank God for that. I thank think. God for Felix. Okay. Felix is doing the work of gods here. Um, but then he really got Slughorn, um, with the, and you won't even help her son. Yeah. Um, uh, she gave me my life and you won't give me a memory. Ugh. So good. work, work. Thanks. Um. Wow. 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 What do you think? <laughs> this is gonna be weird. What do you think? Every time I've thought about this line, and again, it's like the way Jim Dale's saying it because he's like hesitating, but he's like, Harry's like, oh yeah, you like liked her, didn't you? And Slughorn's like, yes, liked her. I liked her. <laughs> and like, pause, pause, pause. I forgot. Lied Harry, Felix Felice is leading him on. You liked her, didn't you? Liked her? Said Slughorn, his eyes brimming with tears once more. I don't imagine anyone who met her wouldn't have liked her. It, um, and then he was like, she was like my favorite student, but I'm always like, was that, did he like, like her? I hope not. I sincerely hope not. I I also don't think so, but, like, whenever that line, I hear that line, I think that, and then immediately I'm like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> Yeah, um, and a lot of um, Wolfstar or Marauders fan fiction, they always acknowledge it's a little weird. Yeah. Like, obviously nothing happens. It's not... I, yeah, I don't... But, yeah. But it's like if they need to get something out of Slughorn, they'll always have like Lily ask him sure. kind of thing. I and I think that what he said, his next line is very comforting in that. Yeah, like and I, I don't know anyone that wouldn't have liked her because that's the person she was, and I think that's really beautiful. And I do think, like, for all of like the stuff that we give, um slughorn I guess like the bad rap or whatever at the heart of slughorn he loves his students like he's a genuinely like good teacher and that's what I think he really loves doing and he like wants them to succeed right and like that's the reason he's so trusting of Tom because he was like what a brilliant student I want to believe the best in my students. So I actually don't really read it as very creepy. I, don't, I, don't I think it's just like a teacher that really like love. And then you grow, you teach these students for seven years. Right. Like that's so sad. I that, don't know 
wonder if this is like the first student that he's had since Voldemort where he felt like oh this is like an amazing student I have a real connection with this student like I really see their potential right and then to know that but that they're Voldemort they're in that way yeah yeah it's, I I would be crying too yeah. <laughs> But be brave like my mother, professor. Again, it's like not things that Harry wouldn't say. It's just he wouldn't ever say them because he wasn't in the right circumstance before. And he wouldn't. I I do think Felix makes him bolder. He would never be like, I am the chosen one. Of course I'm the chosen one. Yeah, but they're all like in him, I guess. Yes, but he would just never be like, like he would never wear his heart on his sleeve like this about his parents. And he would never like be like, I'm the chosen one. You have to help me. This is what I need. He would never say that. It's like when Hermione's trying to talk him up to get people to join the order. He's like, well, no, 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 actually, no. And you're like, Harry. (laughs) It's okay. Yeah. Own your successes. Right. And he says, like, this will make up for anything that's in this memory. I feel like that is true. Like, I agree. I think it would have been better if maybe we had done this sooner, Horace. But um, I still think, like, this absolves you. (laughs) I agree. Slash, like, the other stuff he does. Like, yes, I mean. When he fights in the final battle, I just. I'm very proud of my sluggy boy happy things I did have a quiz question I wonder if you had the same one. Oh, maybe give it to me what what was the name of like the sisters whose like brother was attacked I don't remember but I knew you were gonna ask me that because you like talked around it I I did (laughs) I did do that yeah the Montgomery sisters the Montgomery sisters yeah Montgomery County duh Moco the Moco sisters (laughs) yikes um what was the wizard they were um drunkenly singing about oh I don't know (laughs) <laughs> I forgot to write it down. Um, Odo the hero. Odo, Odo. Amazing. They called him Gordo the weirdo. Gordo weirdo. <laughs> um, how many points did you give this? I gave this chapter a solid 90 points because I think it's a really good chapter. I went 101. Oh, we're very close. Yeah. Um, My champ is a tad unconventional. Oh. Felix. (laughs) Okay. The potion. Yes, yes, yes. I I knew who you meant by feel. Felix of the Felicis fam. Okay. Um, I gave my champ to Slughorn because I was proud of him. And but I wasn't proud of him for stealing. 
but I was just happy that he got this redemption. I do too. It's a fun chapter. I didn't have a rat because of that. Oh. Okay. Who was your rat? Draco. Oh. I mean, he he doesn't. He just shows up to be like a little grumpy. He's like curing hiccups, Alex. I almost gave it to Aragog, but I was like, that's not fair. He died. <laughs> he died. Uh, actually, I'll change my rat from Draco to Aragog's family. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah. I just honestly couldn't think of a rat. So I was like, everyone's just awesome in this chapter. Everyone. Excellent. Just really yeah. excellent. <laughs> <laughs> um, Did you have a time? Alrighty. No. I was trying to think of one, and I think I've already said Felix. Otherwise, I would say that. Um, and oh yeah, I would. I would get a little liquid luck bottle. That would be cute. I think we. But I think I said that last time when I, I when so we were doing, that. like talking about Felix. I'm gonna double down on it. Yeah. Um, and like the little bottle in the movies, like is very cute. I like the little bottle. I have a little necklace with the bottle on it. Yeah, that's a yeah, it's a cute touch. Um, okay. All righty. Thank you for listening. Next week, we'll be doing chapter 23, Horcruxes. So exciting, guys. It's happening, the Horcruxes. I mean, not that it's like exciting horcruxes but it's exciting that we're getting to that point in the chapters we're seeing the real memory oh we're so predictions (laughs) what do you think will happen in this chapter (laughs) anyway um stay magical charmed i'm sure mischief managed bum 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 bum